Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited. Today is a little bonus. I thought it would be kind of a fun episode to drop in your feed today to talk a little bit about our home life around desserts. Because if you're listening to this podcast episode the day that it drops, I'm actually teaching a free class tonight on how to stop the sweet obsession in your home that may be already happening in your home. You start to see it happening. Your kids are obsessed with desserts. You don't know how to curb it. You're just not sure how to have candy around them without them going absolutely berserk. Um, Or maybe you're even just prepping for it. You know, Halloween's right around the corner, followed by so many holidays that are just circling around sweets and desserts and all the things. So uh, if you haven't already grabbed your spot for tonight's class, go ahead and click the link in the description box below. There is a replay for a few days afterwards. So if you're listening to this relatively soon of when it drops, um, you should be able to find that information in the description box for sure, or you can DM me for the replay. Um, but that being said, I thought it'd be fun to have Josh on to talk a little bit about what this looks like in our home. And honestly, he was a little skeptical, I would say, of my tactic. And I thought it'd be fun to kind of get his perspective because sometimes it can be really easy to see people like on Instagram teaching things and you're like, yeah, but that wouldn't work for my kid or it wouldn't work in my family or my spouse would never let that fly. So I thought it'd be fun. So Josh, can you just take a minute, introduce yourself to the listeners? Hello, everyone. Yep. My name's Josh. And uh, yeah, I've, I've no, I've no prep for this episode. No idea what we're going to be talking about, but it'll be interesting. It'll be fun literally zero prep. He's such a trooper, you guys. (laughs) We're getting there. Uh, But I thought it'd be fun to bring you on and talk a little bit. So so obviously, the premise of this conversation is really around desserts and sweets and how we handle them in our home. I know people are always curious about this, but I'm curious, did you anticipate or think through how you might parent around candy or sugar or anything like that before we got to that stage? Or was it something that had like literally never crossed your mind? Definitely never crossed my mind. Um, and I would say, I like in general, I just would say like no more often than not to anyone, any of our kids asking about sweets. Yeah, I would say you're like a knower. <laughs> he says no. Like your instinct is to say no about almost everything, I would say. But especially around sweets, right? Like, I mean, I think... Like, that's really honest of you, right? Like, I think most of us maybe don't even perceive that to be an issue. Or we might see kids, like, at a birthday party or something before we had our own kids. And you're like, oh, my kid's never going to act like that around sweets. So I remember, like, when we first started introducing sweets to our son. And this was, I don't know, maybe 18 months, 24 months-ish, somewhere around the two-year age mark. I didn't exactly put it on a calendar or anything like that. But once he was starting to have little bites of ice cream or little snacks or cookies or whatever, um, do you remember thinking anything about like restricting it or feeling fearful that he's only going to eat that and he's not going to eat his other foods? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've always thought dessert comes after your meal, right? Like that's how I always had it when I was a kid. And still to this day, I, I do that myself as an adult, but, uh, I guess I would say that I kind of thought the same for our kids. Yeah. Do do you remember anything specifically that I did that like made you uncomfy at all? Oh yeah. Like I remember (laughs) like you would put down a, you know, a plate for lunch and there'd be like a cookie along with like the sandwich and carrots all at once. And I'm like, why would you do that? Now the kids are just going to eat the cookie. Like, why would you eat anything else on the plate? I can like picture your face still like just thinking through this of like you looking at me like, 
what are you doing? Like, what is actually happening there? And can you talk, can you walk through people like what happened in those scenarios where we, I would put the dessert on the plate alongside their meal, not make a big deal of it. Can you explain how our kids responded to that? Yeah, the kids definitely didn't, it didn't really matter as much. I I think like it kind of depends, right? So like in the kid's age, like have they ever had this thing before? But I feel like for the most part, the kids kind of ignore it or they eat it first and move on really quickly to the next thing on their plate. So it's kind of indifferent, I think, in their minds as to just like, oh, yeah, there's a cookie there. I can eat it now or I can eat my sandwich and or I could eat the cookie and then eat my sandwich and it doesn't really bother, you know, the kids don't seem to really mind or think about it. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch when like you don't have any when the kids don't have any preconceived notions about, oh, this food is special or this food is restricted or I'm not allowed to have this food or I have to finish my plate to get this food, how different the dynamic is from the beginning. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Like I definitely see the fact that we've done that throughout their lives so far, you know, it, it kind of takes away like, ooh, it's like a cookie. It's special. It's it's different. It's the different thing on my plate. It's to them, it's just kind of like, yeah, there's just a cookie. Like, it's really not a, a big deal for them. Yeah. And now it's interesting because now we have two kids and they're, I would say they're pretty different food wise. Like my daughter, like our, our daughter is very motivated by food. Like she loves food. She's always wanting more food and hungry all the time and all the things. And my son is like, if he's, if I keep saying mine, cause I'm not used to you have being here, our son, um, when he's like invested in play, he like could care less that there's food on the table. Like they're very different, but is it interesting? Like now at three and six years old and now a baby on the way, how different, uh, maybe explain like what you're witnessing now. Like what, what literally just happened these past few days when I've been giving them, you know, little sweets here and there. Um, can you explain what you've noticed? Yeah, I can say like, okay, so for, you know, the three-year-old who, who, um, who's very motivated by food, right? She is the, she cares the least about sweets. So like she'll get a cookie or she'll get a piece of candy, whatever that is. Um, or like we had Moki, Moki tonight or Mochi. I don't know the correct brand, but, uh, we had that tonight and like, she usually takes like one to two bites and kind of moves on. She really gets bored with it. She's not like, Oh, this is the only cookie I have for like a long time. So like she, I don't know. She doesn't seem to feel like she has to finish it or has to eat the whole thing. She can kind of just say like, okay, yeah, I've had my fill of this and and now I'm done. Yeah. And I just want to like really put things in perspective here. So both of our kids still get like generally excited about sweets or desserts or like, you know, birthday cake. And that's normal. Like that is a hundred percent normal that your kid is getting excited. Those foods taste good. Like when they realize, when they recognize what those foods are and how they typically taste, you know, not always, they're not always the best. I'm not a great baker over here, but you know, they can still get excited about the food, but when they actually have it, they're not looking to finish it off for like the rest of their life. Like this is the last cake I'm ever going to eat. They really do sit, they enjoy it, they eat what they want and they leave the rest. And it's really interesting. Both our kids do this really well. My son is very good at saying, Hey, can we save this for later? You know, and nine times out of 10, he never comes back for it, but I always save it for him just in case he comes back. Right? Like there is building that trust and that belief that these are not scarce foods. These are not foods that need to be earned. These are not foods that are, uh, I don't know, um, demonized in our house. And so our kids, I think, really respond 
in kind. Like they're like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. So they might still get excited, but they also get excited when I bring home strawberries or gosh, cantaloupe. Oh my gosh. Cantaloupe is my son. Our son. I'm going to keep doing that all this entire episode. Our son uh, talks about cantaloupe all the time. He freaking loves it. Like he gets just as excited for that food. So it really just goes to show that things can be kind of like on the same level. Um, I'm curious, do you still ever feel like, of course, there are times where, you know, our daughter, whatever, will ask for like a second cookie or a second slice of cake. Like I remember not long ago, we went to a birthday party and our son was the only one to ask for more cake. Um, Do you ever have moments of like, I don't know, like embarrassment or like shame that he wants more? Or do you ever feel like you need to step in and say no um, in those moments? Uh, I definitely don't feel embarrassment or shame, um, but I do tend to be like, no. (laughs) Uh, And that's just... Uh, I guess my typical default. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. And like, okay, in those moments when you say no, where's that coming from? Uh, this is gonna get deep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I guess um, the feeling that like you know, okay, you 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 had your one sweet, like you don't need to overload, or it's not good for you, it's unhealthy. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it comes from a place of that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's like a fear, right? Like there's like a fear there of like, well, I don't want you to only eat this, and and the other part of that too is like a parent, like I don't want to deal with your sugar crash. Like that's like one of our biggest fears, which actually side note and the research has actually been disproven for children. I know that's crazy, but actually their excitement around sugar and things usually actually is related to the activity that accompanies the sugar, which is really interesting. Now we each know our own kids and what they can handle and how it affects them and all the things. But uh, I just find that really interesting. But there's a fear there for most parents. And I want you to, I guess I want you guys to hear that we're not immune to that fear. I will have that fear sometimes of like, oh my gosh, what if this is all they eat for dinner? what a horrible bedtime we're going to have, or like, they're not going to sleep really well. And like, I think the biggest thing that calms me down in those moments and makes me realize like, Hey, it's okay. Is a, I've already made the decision to serve it. So at this point, if I start, if I start saying no, they're going to be like, what's going on there? And they're going to poke, right? Like (laughs) kids love butting up against boundaries and just like, where's the hole here? When, how can I get mom to fold? How can I get her to say yes? Or, or what's going on? Why is she saying no to this, but I can have more cantaloupe or I can have more of my dinner, you know, what's going on there. And they're really going to try to seek out the answer there. Um, so that's a, but also knowing too, that unfortunately, like, I don't, I don't know about you, maybe you can answer this. Have you ever been told what will happen if you eat too much and then like not eat too much because someone told you what would happen or did you have to experience it firsthand? Uh, I, I mean, I guess I have experienced it firsthand, but then also, people would tell you yeah like you're gonna get sick if you eat too much cake right yeah and I um I would just say as being your wife and you being my husband we both have to experience everything firsthand right like we are stubborn as humans we are stubborn we have to learn these things ourselves and I know that's really uncomfy for a lot of parents like we want to protect our kids from pain and discomfort and we want to probably protect ourselves from a really uncomfortable night of wake-ups or complaining about being hungry because they skipped dinner and all they had was, you know, Jolly Ranchers or whatever. But at the same time, like these are experiences that we have to experience to know whether or not we should do that next time. And it's like falling off your bike. Like, I don't know anyone who learned how to ride a bike without falling off 
and and that's really uncomfortable. Well, and, it's, and it's way better to learn how to ride a bike when you're a kid and your body can take that hit versus when you're an adult. And like same thing for uh, overeating or, um, you know, eating too many sweets. You experience as a kid, you learn that lesson really fast, really quick. And you kind of like realize like I don't need three slices of cake like or I know that if I eat two slices of cake I won't feel good for the rest of the day and I think we also do a good job you know when the kids do eat like more sweets than we would you know feel like that's good for them uh you know pointing out to like how does your how does your you know stomach feel like are you feeling okay like you know just kind of pointing out to be aware of how they actually feel after eating those foods yeah, that's such a good point. First of all, kids are super resilient. Like their bodies are typically, you know, typically speaking, um, you know, kids are really resilient and very able to manage their blood sugars better than most of us in our 30s and 40s. Um, our bodies have had, you know, some miles put on them. So that's a really interesting point. And then, yeah, great point that you brought up about like we do try to connect their body to what's happening with the foods that they're eating or things like that. Now we don't go overkill. We're not like, let's sit down and have an hour conversation around fiber and all this is going to affect your bowel movements. Like, no, but we do try and connect things for them when they talk about why their tummy hurts. Uh, I remember specifically our son got car sick one time after skipping lunch and we went to Starbucks and he ordered this like strawberry lemonade drink, very sugary drink. And I don't even know if he finished it, but it was on this car trip. And I was going camping with a girlfriend of mine without her husband's, a mistake number one. But we were taking this really curvy road and he got car sick. And he doesn't get car sick, you know, not typically. And he threw up and, you know, a few days later. So this was not like right after like, hey, I told you so kind of situation. But a few days later, we had a conversation around it. And he did come to the conclusion that it was that drink with no other food in his stomach that made him feel sick. And we worked through it together. And now to this day, he's still like, and he was what, four, maybe he was young. Um, to this day, he'll say something along the lines of like, Oh, I probably shouldn't, you know, drink that. Or I'm not going to drink the whole thing. Or I need to eat lunch with this or something. I mean, he'll make little comments like that. It's really amazing. Now he's almost seven. So that has taken time and, and patience. But um, I really love those that you pointed out because I think that's really important. So what would you say to the parent who's skeptical, who's like, no, 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 sugar is the devil. It's horrible. Don't give your kid sugar. Uh, my kid, you don't understand my kid. Like they'll just keep eating it no matter what. Anytime I offer candy, that's all they'll eat. It's never going to change. I, I shouldn't even try. Yeah, I think it's definitely something you kind of have to commit to and go all in on and you will see those results over time. I don't think, you know, it's like, a, you know, flip the switch and it just, it works. <laughs> it's magic. No, um, you know, it's definitely something that you have to have buy-in from, you know, the whole family. And, uh, you know, it's it's still hard, right? Like, I still am like, like I don't want to give you two cookies. I don't think that's a good choice. Um, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, going back to the example we, you just said, um, I've seen that too with our son. It's just like, yeah, he, he knows his limit now, especially when he's in a car, like I'm not going to eat these types of foods. And he will say like, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't want to eat that. It's not going to make my, my tummy feel good type of thing. So yeah, it were, it really works. And it's so no big deal. Like when he talks about it, like there's no shame, there's no judgment. It's not that he's afraid of getting in trouble or, you know, any of those things. It's truly just like, I know my body, I know my limits and it's such a great point. And I really, I'm like really proud of that answer because I feel like it's 
the right answer. I want it to be a flip, you know, of a switch for parents, but it's not. And if we've spent time, which 100%, you're not alone if you have, building up these desserts to be restricted, to be controlled, to be, you know, off limits or considered bad in your home, it's going to take turn take time to change the narrative around those sweets um, and desserts. And just so I'll be teaching more about this in this class tonight because there is there are guidelines, right? Like there are guidelines here. I, I am not here saying, hey, give your kids candy all they want whenever you want, as much as you want, right? Like that's not the answer either because our job is to protect our kids. But our job is also to teach our kids that their bodies can be trusted, that there is a way that they can grow up feeling healthy um, and making good, healthy decisions for themselves without having to turn to someone else. And I think that's a big part of it that parents miss sometimes of like, oh, I just have to tell them what to eat and how much to eat and count their bites. But like, when does that turn off for them then? Because you're never really teaching them that they can trust their own body. And so that's, in my opinion, what I've seen, and this is anecdotally, um, is that when kids as children are taught that they don't know what's best for their body and their parents have to tell them how much and when to eat and what to eat, they turn to diets and they say, hey, I need to go on Whole30. I need to follow this fitness influencer who has zero experience with nutrition and eat off their meal plan and do all these things because they're not comfortable making their own choices around food because someone else has always done it for them. And anyways, it's just kind of the segue of why it's so important to instill this as young children, even though we know they can't make these big decisions perfectly all the time. So we guide them. We like kind of build the scaffolding and go from there. Yeah. And I think too, like one, one big thing, like you kind of talked about like cantaloupe early, earlier in the episode, but you know, I, I feel like making other foods that are healthy options, but still like really tasty, you know, fruits and that kind of thing that kids really enjoy, like making that fun and special and unique. Like I, there's like moments where it's like, oh, mom's cutting up the cantaloupe and like, like the kids want to come help cut the cantaloupe and kind of, you know, it's kind of special. Like, oh, now we've got all this like cantaloupe in the fridge and we can kind of have like a snack of cantaloupe. And it kind of makes, you know, these other foods that you know, we would deem as like healthy and we wouldn't want to restrict kids from eating them, but it kind of makes it feel a little special. Like it's elevated in another way, I guess. So it's, you know, kind of building up these other healthier foods to also be kind of uh, a special food and, and unique and fun and make it special for the kids. Yeah, it really is about bringing that like awareness to the kids of all the foods that are available to them, the variety that they have at their fingertips, how we can teach them to interact with these foods. Um, and I just love that so much. So thanks, Josh. I love you so much. Thanks for going on. This is I know I, he's hesitant to come on the podcast, but I know you guys love to listen to it. I love to listen to it. I think it's really helpful. In my opinion, whenever I'm learning from someone, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's easy for you. Like this is your this is your thing or your kids are, you know, maybe they're just like born that way or whatever. So it's just helpful that I think for people to hear from someone who might be a little more skeptical of what I do, but also has seen the results and been able to say like, oh no, this really does work um, long-term. And um, yeah, anyway, so thank you guys so much for listening tonight. I am teaching that class. So if you're still struggling, if you're feeling like your kids are obsessed with dessert, you don't know what to do. You've tried some of the tactics you've seen on Instagram or YouTube or, you know, Google, and it just doesn't seem to be working. Tonight's class is for you. So you can still register for that um, and get the replay. If you weren't able to make it live, it'll be available just for a few days afterwards. So uh, I hope to see you there tonight. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if it was, share it with a friend and we will be back soon. Any last thoughts, Josh? Uh, let, Let kids be kids. Let them have fun. Enjoy all the good things in life. Oh, I love that, especially with Halloween coming up, right? Like, enjoy that. 
enjoy that time together, build memories. You know, I, oh gosh, okay, we got to end on this. Two questions. First of all, is candy corn trash or is it trash? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it trash. Oh my gosh, it's trash. But it's, it's pretty close to. It's in the trash. I, I like to eat like one or two and then that's all I need. So you like to visit a friend who has a bowl of candy corn on their thing and you're just like, oh, that was nice to look at and kind of taste. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't even like being near it. Okay. Question number two, what was your favorite memory? Like what, what were your favorite parts of Halloween as a kid? Uh, the best part was coming back with all your friends in the neighborhood and dumping out the candy and then trading for all the like things that you really wanted. Yes, 100%. Mine too. Isn't that funny? It's like we as parents watch our kids eat the candy and we think that that's all they care about. But it's like, I remember eating the candy, but I remember trading with my friends and like, this is my favorite one. But I don't like, I remember not wanting to like admit which one of my favorite one was because then they'd like, like hijack it. And they'd be like, well, if you want that one, then you're gonna have to give me five pieces of this one or whatever. So I was always like nonchalant, like, yeah, I guess I'll take that. I don't care, whatever. Like I love like nerds as a kid or whatever. So anyways, that's so funny. You know, I just think sometimes we miss that. We miss like the connection over it. So find some special little traditions to do with your kids, whether it's trading or sorting or ranking or I don't know, hiding whatever you want to do with your candy, but also your experience around Halloween if, if you celebrate um, and find those traditions, really lean into those and making memories because I think I think that's where the magic lies. It's really not the candy, even if the kids tell you otherwise. As adults, looking back, my favorite parts were not about eating it, you know, so. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many times, well, I, I don't think I ever finished like all the Halloween candy, right? Like it's like there was a lot eaten on the first night and then it was like a trickle down effect. And then eventually I was just like, I don't want it this anymore. It's not even good. Yeah. It kind of like tapers down. It's like interesting because there's such a plethora of it. So of course it's like one of those mindset things of like when there's more, there's actually less desire for it, um, which kind of just goes back to this whole conversation. So uh, anyways, all right, now I'm actually going to wrap it up, but thank you so much for being on and thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope to see you tonight. See you later.